Hello, everyone, and welcome to Board Game Barbarians. I'm your host, Andrew, and with me, as always, is my Board Game Barbarian brother, Justin. I'm always with him, all of the time. Always. Every day. Always in here. In spirit. Yeah. Yeah, pointing to my ass, not my chest. In ass. I'm with you in ass. Yeah, Yeah, every time I fart. (laughs) Uh, It's been a while since we've done a a show proper that's not D&D related. It's been several months. I think like four four or five months four, oh my goodness three four episodes yeah i think it's been four uh so we just wanted to bring a regular episode of december to kind of talk about some stuff just because we actually have new stuff to talk about for once yeah uh and that's that's fun but we'll still you'll still hear the more adventures of sir riggs die hard uh once justin catches up and listens to the last episode to figure out where we were <laughs> First of all, I don't so like you know that you make it sound for. like I'm the one dragging our schedule behind. Second of all, we don't saying. need to listen to the episode. I'll tell you right now, he's all dead. Right. He died waiting for you to oh. come back to the game. So we'll have okay. a funeral. So It's enjoy. just like in a video game where you just leave your character in one area and he just sits there and like he's like, oh, somebody tells me to do something <laughs> it's soon. Like, it's, it's like Animal Crossing is what D&D is like. So I've been tracking the days and he's starved oh, okay. to death at this point because at no point did you say I eat. Or even I breathe, really. But I, I gave yeah. you that one. That was a freebie. Oh, okay. But you didn't eat. I just, so. I just hope the next time we play that everyone around me is like, man, I wish somebody would clean up this fucking town because it's real. There's a lot of weeds everywhere. <laughs> nobody's been, nobody's been gardening. Hey, you know or... how to build a shovel? I'm gonna go kill the dragon now. I uh, really need you to build a shovel so yeah, you can build dig up me a shovel. If you could do that, that'd be great. <laughs> I know it broke um, after like 20 minutes. Build another one. Well, I guess we'll get to my past four months, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, we we all live here. We all live in the COVID times, so we all know that board gaming's kind of taking a back seat. Um, And I I guess we've done a couple online sessions, um, played some some Carcassonne. That was was fun. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, played some Root, which that's mm-hmm. always Root great. Digital that's on, Edition came out and Steam. we played it and got bored of it and moved on in the time between our last regular episode and now. So, well, we played it like two or three times, and yeah. I, I I would say like the animations do add more like charm. It's they fun. A, it's a, a fun game. Charm. It's a good yeah. a good adaptation. Um, I'll talk about it a little bit later and more in a little bit of more detail. We're not going to do a, a full episode on it yet until I think Justin plays a couple times. But I did finally get Alter Quest in the mail. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to get it in like July, and uh, it finally came in. But Andrew, I it's finally November. got it. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I got the last expansion to Pulp Detective along with a little box to put everything in. So now all I need to do is learn how to play the game good. I know, I know you or mean that all. they sent you that, or that you got like a nice box for it. But I, I know you say like, I got a little box to put it in. I just imagine like an Amazon box that you got vitamins shipped to your house in. The yeah. top's just ripped open just and shove it just... in there. Yeah, I'm sure it's nicer than that. But that's I don't know why that's instantly what I imagined. Uh, and then I'm also like swearing off Kickstarter. Oh, after Alter Quest was that that was the one that finally soured you? I'm I'm I wouldn't say I'm soured. I'm just like I don't have enough money or space. Yeah, to continue I, I, to to do yeah. Kickstarter, and I'm also like past the. I'm I'm done with the whole like. Well, I've just got to wait some more. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, um, and I will say that that um, our lizard brains and the marketing is tilted against this, but you could always for like Batman and Alter Quest, which I feel like are your two big Kickstarters, could have just gotten the base games for both and been and been totally fine. Right. 
you know, you yeah, just sure. instead went all in and got it. Well, I I only did the base game for I didn't go like super all in for Alter Quest. I missed two things. But it, the, it was still Neo a lot. Of, it was a lot of boxes. Yeah, but the boxes that it came with, like the second, so I got the expansion for like yeah. thirty five bucks. Um, and then the other big box is the Kickstarter uh, stretch goals, which I can't not yeah. like. You can't say no, I don't want those. I think you, if you send them an email, game. they might. But yeah, yeah, oh, I know okay. what you mean. I know what you mean. So they they came with the regular pledge. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think I'm I'm done. That said, I did for my birthday buy a set of Cthulhu or kickstarted a set of Cthulhu tarot cards. Oh my god. For cheap. They were not super Andrew, expensive. Andrew, you can't say what? that you've sworn off Kickstarter. When now I've si- sworn it when off. since deciding After to swear that, off, you have kickstarted something. And if, and, and if, and if uh, I'll probably, if if Leader Games does something else, I may, I may <laughs> do that. But Le- Everything Leader <laughs> Games does, you can get at retail after the fact. So I'm like, they're one of the, the few people that like, I'm not too worried. Like, I, I kind of want to play Oath, but I don't want to kickstart it. I'm going to wait for the retail version. I kickstarted it. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I don't even have to buy it. Yeah. My friend Andrew bought it. I kickstarted it. It comes with... Well, when you kickstarted that, that one came with two exclusive things, Mm -hmm. which are cool. It's like it comes in a little journal for you to write your games in because you're supposed to play Can't get a journal anywhere. Definitely. Can't. Well, not an oath. Good journal. Right. Couldn't write oath on the front of the journal. And all the components are metal, like the coins. Yeah. Okay. So now it's heavy and comes with a notebook. And everything fits in the box. They said that. I just want to be as negative as I can at this point. So <laughs> until I until I sleeve it, and then it won't fit in the box. I assume. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about that's about all. Like, what else do I? I played Unmatched. Mm-hmm. Played some Unmatched. Mm-hmm. Um, I also purchased the Jurassic Park expansion for that. And my wife and I are going to start paint. She wants to paint my minis, so she's mm-hmm. like, she's like, I don't have a job anymore, so I'll just paint your minis. <laughs> like yeah free labor I am, as as a uh, habitual abuser of free labor by way of uh you being on my podcasts i'm i'm in favor of that so yep. you know it's <laughs> you're ruining the day that you'll have to pay us one day yeah, i'll just when. get a bill like what do i do it's okay we'll garnish your wages what what wages <laughs> um yeah yeah cool i've um i've done things but no, oh yeah tell me a lot of them i tell played, me more i played frozen sorry froze oh okay like yeah like <laughs> themed frozen yeah like the movie frozen i thought i thought you froze a copy with, of sorry yeah, and you're like this is gonna be better the movie frozen with the blonde lady that freezes the countryside and uh, yeah. after a matter she, of fact she freezes uh, if you starves out all of the farmers in in the kingdom inevitably as i'm sure I mean it's how you show your strength as a leader right um yeah so it it i i well, the real answer is i've basically played no board games but i played frozen sorry and it's a piece go. of crap it requires you to make little f- ice molds of olaf and you go around the thing and when you roll the dice you get effects that you put on the other player and it's things like it comes with a little salt shaker and you say shake salt on their guy or you hold him in your hand for five seconds and whoever melts first loses Wow, it's the worst. <laughs> oh, I did. I did do something. Uh, I did a bad thing and went to a Thanksgiving <clears throat> with my family, which was only a total of seven people. Mm-hmm. So it's under the ten minimum that the don't CDC justify your bad suggests. thing that you did. Uh, and we did play uh, Princess Kitty, uh-huh. is what it's called. And it's a it's a it was a pretty fun like kids card game. And they have uh, 
<clears throat> Night Kitty, which is like, you know, K-N-I-G-H-T. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's like an adult version, but there's still like, if you played with a kid, it's all like adult version in the sense that like it's all about words and you have to read the words aloud that you're putting down. Yeah. And you just have cards with words on them. Yeah. But the Night Kitty has like nut and sack and like balls. I'm and... So... What? So it's all like words that you've learned are like quote unquote naughty because you grew up in middle school. Right. But you're playing but with little like kids don't know. Yeah, they're not going to be like nutsack. What's that's a sack full of nuts, right? What's a taint? Yeah, no, Just... nothing that, <laughs> nothing that is going to like be obviously like it's not like pussy, like pussy cat. Like I don't think that's in yeah. There. That, that I think that's writing the line a little hard. But um, it's all like words that adults would be like, oh, nutsack. <laughs> I've also become an operation master. I play a lot of operation these days with my kid. So to be in a hospital doing <laughs> surgery and performing surgery on someone and they keep screaming and you're like, oh, hit the sides. <laughs> oh, someone bring me some tweezers with a little tiny wire attached to them. I got to get this pencil out of this guy. Did you bring your own pencil and put it in him? Yeah, that's the game, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, what I have these a, organs? Is, is, as far as actual games, um, I've been playing, you know, the game we're going to talk about for this show. Um, but I've also been, uh, I think since... Our last actual episode have started playing Commander on Magic the Gathering Online. I don't think we were doing that last time we recorded a regular episode. Yeah, we've played like a couple times. A couple times. Um, so still, I haven't played in a few weeks, but uh, still going down that uh, little uh, path. I've also picked up the... Well, I had. I've owned the Lord of the Rings living card game for a year now. I think a year and the first Saga expansion for it. And yeah, you didn't I, really play it much. Well, I played it and I didn't like it. And then um, I I put it on the shelf and didn't touch it again. Um, and then I went back to it because I was like, man, what what did I, I... I felt like I didn't give it a fair shake. You know, like I didn't understand yeah. it or I didn't get something. Um, and I'm still kind of struggling with it a little bit. I'm understanding it more, but it's, it's still... Um, there's there's a lot to learn, but I'm enjoying it more this time around. And I went ahead and picked up all of the Lord of the Rings saga expansions, uh, the remaining five that I didn't have, because was the, was the problem the first time that you were just screaming Gandalf the entire time that you were playing? The, the, well, the problem the first time was that it was way too hard. And then someone oh, on the internet okay. was like, "Oh yeah, if you're playing solo, don't play this mission and this mission and this mission. They're way oh, too okay. hard." And uh, I was like, well, I'm going to do it anyway because I'm a, I'm a tough gamer. I'm and an I, adult. And I played it and I was like, it's not fun. The thing they told me wasn't fun. Turns out it's not fun. They're right. It's very not fun. Um, could have cheated. So there are. I could have, but for some reason I can't bring myself <laughs> to. So there are some uh, some quests when you're playing solo that you, you kind of shouldn't really. They're, they're like, just skip that. It's it's It doesn't. Some of the earlier ones don't scale by player count appropriately. Yeah. Every um, time I play a game by myself, if I get to a point that's uh, not fun anymore or it's hard, I just yell, I win, and put it away. Yeah, and then knock the table over. Yeah. And then, I win! Yeah. Um, other than that, just just not playing board games. Just They've just all been, they've yeah. been sitting over here nicely on my shelf, looking very nice. Um, we, don't get to, we don't get to see each other much. Yeah, they're very, very nicely uh, organized and sitting there for the day that they come back out. So That's good. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, I guess so we'll get into news. Uh, it looks like there's another Dune game called Dune in 
Imperium. Emporium? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and it looks like it's more modeled, like the there's the cards that I saw that are uh, like modeled after like the movie, so it has like the the actors from the movie on like it's the Imperium, cards. by the way. Imperium. Yeah. So I said it correct yeah. the first time. Um, but it looks like a, a definitely not a, as a difficult game as the latest Dune game. That's definitely a not. remake. Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. Um, you put out, you put down here. Gloomhaven: Jaws of the Lion was announced. I th- I'm pretty released. sure since our last real episode, it yeah. was announced and subsequently released. I feel like it was out when we. I think it had just come out our last official like episode episode. I don't know, man. Because you were talking about, it. you were like, I want it. Yeah, I want it because it's yeah. just I just have to open a book and then we can have our characters on there and I don't have to set up a thing like. I could have also just been us talking about board games in one of the intervening times that's, between our last show and, we do, <laughs> and this show. We, we do do that. Uh, Batman The Dark Knight Returns, a Cryptozoic Solitaire game, uh, was announced uh, for the Kickstarter next year. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. I guess technically like the Judge Dredd game that we played is a solitaire sort of game. Yeah, a lot of a lot of card games uh, um, tend to have not not tend to but these days you can find a lot of card games that have have solo components or or solo modes yeah cryptozoic is the one that does dc deck builder so i was kind of wondering if they were going to just do another dc deck builder with just dark knight returns but maybe not i've been um i've been i think it might be over now but i've been eyeing escape the dark sector on kickstarter because it's it's also a solo card game and I just love the art in it. They did that one a year or two ago called uh, Escape the Dark Tower. And uh, it's the same art style, but that was the fantasy version. For some reason, that art style for me, the fantasy version, I was like, that looks gross and I hate it. But when it's <laughs> when it's like sci-fi, I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And it's on Kickstarter I, now and I, I almost went in on it. But. Com- completely off uh, off brand for us, though, like talking about sci-fi stuff. I can't. I can't wait for Cyberpunk to finally actually. Come we'll talk out. more about Cyberpunk later this very episode. Oh no! <laughs> but yeah, right after this right. commercial break. Well, have you wanted to go into a cyberpunk <laughs> world? <laughs> <laughs> uh, last thing we're going to talk about before the topic is I did want to talk about Alter Quest just a little bit because I did get to set it up and play it with my wife. Um, I, I I do want to mention for I have the notes kind of. <clears throat> jumbled around but just to give you an idea of how long it took me to actually well, learn this b- game, before you jump in uh, to remind people alter quest was like that sort of hero quest inspired spiritual successor follow-up so, sort of right game. so the game board looks like hero quest's game board and it's got yeah. a lot of the same like uh feeling to like the characters and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and it's more of a, a spiritual successor in the sense that uh, you're uh, it's a dungeon crawler but this time the dungeon is all card based. Yeah. And so there's no DM or anything. It's all based on the cards that you're pulling and yeah. the the monster that you choose to fight. I kind of feel like the 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 conceit of it is like, hey, what if Hero Quest was designed today? Is kind of kind of the idea the right. thesis, the, I guess. The game we played, um, I can like I could see playing it again, but that's not gonna be like like their whole thing is like you're never gonna have the same game twice, kind of a thing. Yeah, but that's um, also true of um like actual playing card solitaire. Right. You never technically play the same game <laughs> twice. It doesn't but mean like, it's better each time. <laughs> right. The mi- the mission that we played, it, it basically would be the same game twice. Like just the only thing that would be different is the cards that you're like the the 
objects that are in the room whenever you yeah. enter them. Technically, so, ball in a cup is never the same game twice as well. You don't, I don't know. It could be. You can't move it once. in the exact same precise actions. At least actions. once it's the same game it's twice. <laughs> if you get good enough at it. Those uh, those ball in a cup masters out there. Yeah. I'm a champion. Um, <laughs> so like, As he shows you, you his trophy wall of <laughs> just ball in a cup trophies. It's just balls in a cup that he has, he has spray painted gold. Like they're not actual trophies at all. Um, so, so usually when I get a new board game, I'll go on YouTube and I'll be like, how do I play this? Yeah. And I watch like a 30 minute video of somebody being like, this is how you play this game. Yeah. And there's not, the only videos of that are the two, like, I don't know if they're the game designers or I don't, the two guys that like fronted the the whole thing. They're, mm-hmm. They have several videos. There's two videos of them playing a full game, but they don't really explain the minutiae while they're doing it. They're just like, oh, I got this card. I do this. Yeah. Oh, so I you're got stuck reading the manual. Yeah, <laughs> they don't tell you what it means. So I'm like, I guess I'll just... Well, I read the manual. Like First thing I did, I opened it up and read the manual. And it's one of the only board games that I've read it like cover to cover the whole manual without re- watching a Is it YouTube a big manual video. or is it pretty... It's petite. not too bad. It's we're not talking it's like, 10 plus pages or yeah we're talking about like 10 maybe like 15 20 pages okay that's pretty beefy but it's also like second grade level like third grade level reading like third i should hope not, so as a board game not, manual it should be very low level reading <laughs> please don't give me high level reading <laughs> yeah they're not like little tiny words they're big yay words. and verily doth thy move thine piece <laughs> i meant like the size of the text on i know them. i'm just i'm just um <laughs> so we i read it and i thought i had a pretty good grasp and then we sit down and we set it up uh and we played that game for over over three days uh f- like sorry, four to I'm five sorry, days yeah, over three days we played it four to f- like three to four hours. Three human days. Yeah, we didn't like like it was like we had to play for a little bit and then we had to stop to do adult things like okay. you know, clean our house or you know do dishes. I'm just or imagining you furiously playing and then stopping and doing your taxes and then playing some more and then stopping and yeah. doing more taxes. Basically, we have all these adult things to do. So over th- over three days we played for about four hours and it was like it was the kind of thing where the first time we played was the first hour and we got into one room and then it was just me l- reading the manual and my like my wife reading the manual yeah. and like not to like you know her and i like we're pretty smart like we're smart people mm-hmm. and we're sitting there looking at this manual like i don't i don't fucking know <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, well here's the thing because you shouldn't have to be a smart person to parse a board game manual. You shouldn't have to be. You know oh, what I, I mean? Agree. Like, like, but I'm like, saying, like, as two smart like people who play board we're games, still, we're yeah. still there going, I don't, I have no clue. Yeah. And we eventually, for one thing, f- figured out how it worked mechanically p- from just doing it. And I can't. I don't know the exact thing that I'm talking about off the top of my head, but yeah. there was one thing that we did that I was like, it ha- it has to work this way, otherwise it breaks the game. Yeah. So we're just gonna play it this way, and yeah. you know, it does the whole thing where the card, where the manual is like, if the cards say something that contradicts the manual, then the card wins. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that kind of shit. Which and I'm that, like, that that works why? fine in like card games that have pools of tens of thousands of cards or whatever right. like yeah it makes sense there but in a board game no maybe yeah. you maybe you tell me maybe you don't design <laughs> yeah. it that way maybe you work work into those limitations so there were there were a couple things otherwise like the th- on the third day <laughs> andrew and, and emily uh had fun <laughs> playing the game yeah 
uh, finally and beat it, like beat the mission that we were on mm-hmm. without any like cheating or anything. And it was once we figured out because for a while we were shy about using like our cards. We didn't really know how like exhausting them worked if that discarded them, that kind of stuff, because it wasn't super duper clear. Um, but it was I, I'm I am now after playing it the last day, <laughs> the first day I was like, fuck this game. Yeah. So after the last day, I was excited for it and wanted to play more and was excited to open the stretch goals. And mm-hmm. I, I just hope you enjoy the game as much as I inevitably inevitably did. And, no, I uh, won't. I refuse. Oh, no. <laughs> especially after you reach like over the, the hump of the learning curve, which hopefully I can abolish that so you don't even have to worry about it. I just probably will need to play it again before you and I play it. So <laughs> I'm not like sitting there going like, what did this mean again? Like, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be that guy that when you don't explain the rules perfectly the first time, I get very angry and upset and confused. Like usual. Yeah, as, yeah. as my, just my <laughs> usual self. What do I do with this card? I don't know. You're teaching me this what game. What is happening? Why. You taught me this game. Why are you mad at me? Uh, so tell us about... Uh, the. So Justin wanted to really talk about uh, Netrunner. Yes. No one uh, will so let I'm me gonna, talk about it. I'm gonna let him take the floor so he can gush at you guys for like thirty. Nobody, I've I've gotten into Netrunner and nobody cares. Even people that I, were into even people that were into Netrunner, they don't care anymore. They're like that game's old, it's dead, it's gone. Like I I cared whenever I play after I played it. After you after I got you in the door, you're like okay, it's fun, I like it. But getting you there, it was you could I could tell it was it, it was like this thing where you're like I'll play it, but I don't think so I'm let me, gonna love it. I'm, let me I, let me say my history then. For, like i'm gonna skip ahead to my first impression real quick uh because it's just i played netrunner like four years ago with my brother Mm -hmm. and i did not like it but i also don't think he explained it well yeah uh and it it just felt like unintuitive and like not fun but Mm -hmm. and so i put it down and that's why i was apprehensive whenever you were like hey i got a netrunner we should play it and i was like I mean, I've already played it, and I didn't like it the first time. Well, my thing was, I bought it. I bought the original corset, I mean, years ago. I think it was not long after it was out. Um, I want to say like 2013, 2014 range. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I was really major into board games. Um, At the time, I had Talisman, and I loved that. I had played Magic. I I knew that. Um, And I owned Descent, but it was very confusing to me. Yeah. And so I got it, and I was like... Well, it's like magic, but it's uh, uh and not knowing anything about it. I was like, it's gonna be like magic, but it's like sci-fi. That's cool, and uh, it's it's it's. Well, we'll we'll talk more about that relationship in a minute. Yeah. But um, well, for Descent, were you reading the <clears throat> Japanese manual? That yeah, what that's what confusing? it was. I was like, oh, why do I have to learn yep. Japanese to play Descent? It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> happens to a lot of people, man. Um, so I I, I um. I, I got it and I, I tried to learn it with my wife who doesn't really like she'll play a board game if people are over but she's not like sitting down on a Friday night like let's play some board games um, right. and again at the time like I just illustrated I wasn't really into modern board games either <clears throat> and so I tried to learn it and it was impossible I spent hours in that manual trying to figure out this goddamn game that confused me game. to no end 
And uh, then I started watching videos online, and I, I couldn't figure those out. And I was watching entire playthroughs, and I was like, what is happening? Were they in Japanese again? They were. It seemed weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so I, I, for, I, for whatever reason, I just decided to take it off my shelf not too long ago. And I was like... Yeah. I don't know, Netrunner. Why? Like, I'm bored. I want to do something. It's sitting here. I really, I almost, I had it in my pile of stuff to take to half price books and just offload a while yeah, back. Yeah, don't do that. Jesus. <clears throat> and I, I've offloaded probably 30, 40 games that way. Yeah, I don't but that get games. Not a good game to offload at half no. price. Um, and I mean, really, I've gotten rid of some kind of hard to find stuff. It's just that I, I like, I don't care to sell it, and I'd rather give it to half price, get five bucks, and someone who actually wants it get it for a good price. You know what I mean? Like, right. I like the idea of someone like me being like, "Oh my god, they had such and such, and it was complete and fully organized." Like when I turn when I trade games in, I keep and them all sleeved. organized and stuff, and and yeah, I sleeve them <laughs> and I leave them sleeved. I traded in my just, copy of Shogun with my custom insert I made, fully sleeved deck. Just traded it in, got I, like I don't a know dollar. I like to imagine, like, because you know, you leave it with them, and they sit there, and they have to look it up, and they have to count all the pieces. And right. They, like, I can't imagine like taking in a game that has so many pieces <laughs> that like, because I the only thing that I've traded into half price was uh, Cthulhu Pandemic, mm-hmm. and they sat there and had to, and I was like, I played it once. Yeah. I guarantee, like, I 100% guarantee nothing's missing, mm-hmm. which I know you can't take that. Yeah. But, like, they, we sat there for, like, 30 minutes in that store <laughs> as they counted everything, and then t- they are like, I'll give you, like, $8 for it. And I was like, all right, I don't care. I don't want it anymore. So I took it out, um, you know, a, a few weeks ago, um, remembering how impossibly hard it was to yeah. learn to play. And I was like, well, I'm going to learn. I'm at least going to learn it. It's something to do. It looks fun. I'm going to learn it. And I don't know what changed between like that 2012, 2013 period and now, but I learned the entire thing in like, I'm not even kidding, 30 minutes by myself at the table. You know how to play board games now. I think that's what it was. Because up until that time, I was like, I play magic. I can understand this. But I've been playing magic since I was a little kid. So it's just kind of ingrained in me. I just kind of will always remember it and I don't have to think much about it. It's like riding a bike. And um, so I I learned it like instantaneously and then felt like stupid for like a whole day. And I set set my wife down. I was like, Courtney, play this with me. And she's like, that game, that one we couldn't figure out that we hated. And I was like, just play it with me. And we played a couple rounds and she was like, this is very easy and it's pretty fun. And I was like, what has changed? What has happened in the world? That we just... There was time now. (laughs) I also like to imagine you said you felt stupid for a whole day. You're just going, walking around your house, like, grabbing your hair, like, me dumb dumb. Me so dumb. Um, so yeah, and, and then, and then I learned, um, that, that people still play the game that, and we'll talk about how people still play it and how it's, yeah, it's what still is kind the, what of, what is the game? Uh, so no, you... I'm going to keep pre preambling it. You can't okay. make me tell you about it. Android Netrunner is an asymmetric living card game in which the runner, which is basically a hacker is attempting to score agendas, which give them points by hacking into a corporation. The other player plays the corporation. Right. Um, so the hacker is trying to break into the corporation and steal these agendas. At the same time, the corporation is trying to invest money into these agendas and protect them so that they can score the points. You score seven points to win. That's the game. That's that's the basic conceit of it. 
while putting up like security firewalls and yeah, stuff like yeah, that. and that that's the act of the corporation protecting their their investment, their agendas. Um, it is a reboot of the 1996 Wizards of the Coast uh, collectible card game Netrunner, which was designed by Richard Garfield, which is the game he made, I believe, right after Magic: The Gathering. Um, and Garfield was brought in to consult on and, and work on Android Netrunner. I, I don't think he had like full control over the design or anything. I think he was just kind of a consultant because they, they were like, I, and I've, I've read some interviews and they were like, hey, we want to we want to keep your design, but we want to update it. So he was kind of overseeing yeah. like which components of his design could be changed or taken away or altered without altering the, the core game. Right. Uh, it was uh, the original Netrunner game was set in the Cyberpunk 2020 universe, mm-hmm. um, and it was originally a again a standard collectible card game with booster packs and and random tournament decks and and you know that whole standard 90s card game thing. I know you said it would make no sense, and I've heard no no information about it, but I thought it'd be really cool if if this was in Cyberpunk, <laughs> like in the video game. Uh, I don't believe it can be. Um, I, I the original yeah. in in. We can talk about it more when it comes up because it's it's going to come up. Um, the Android Netrunner, the reboot, was published in 2012 by Fantasy Flight Games. It was renamed Android Netrunner and Distance from the Cyberpunk universe. I don't think they wanted to pay the licensing rights to use the Cyberpunk name. Probably. Um, or maybe Hasbro just didn't want to give it to them or, or Wizards of the Coast. I can't remember if Hasbro had bought Wizards by then. I think so. Um, it, in and the game used a much more homogenous art style. The original Netrunner, if you look at the art, it's insane. It's just like random shit. Some cards are like, I mean, that's early, how magic is. Some cards, are, well, no, early magic, yeah. yeah. But like magic now is, is much more homogenous. Right. But I mean, like magic early days. So it matched <laughs> right. that. It was style. just, yeah, it was just bonkers. It's like, um, Tom did this one and Steve did this one. And uh, they originally the game was just the runner versus the corporation. Um, Android Netrunner breaks the game out into factions. So for the corporation, you can play one of four factions, which are Genteki, HBN, Wayland Consortium, and Haas Bioroid. They all have their um, um, advantages and disadvantages. And in this game, you can mix cards from other factions in a limited fashion. Um, so it, Haas Bioroid is a play on Hasbro. I, I, I. Never thought that until now, and now I think, yes, it is. It has to be. Uh, the runner factions are Anarch, Criminal, and Shaper, and there are three yeah. runner mini-factions that cropped up throughout the expansions, but I'm not, I don't know anything about them, so I'm going to ignore them. <laughs> um, and then Android Netrunner obviously changed lots of other terminology and gameplay uh, things, but the core idea of the game, which is a hacker, a runner, hacking into a corporation, remained the same, and a lot of the elements remained the same. I think I think the thing that was most confusing to you the first time you learned it, because it's the most confusing thing to me, in a, in, from what I understand from the other person you tried to teach it to, probably yeah. for them also, is them trying to... They changed, in the rules, the name of everything. So your hand is a different name, your deck is a different name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the play area in front of you is a different name, and so it's like just call it a deck, just call well, it a hand. I just call I it actually a discard pile. I actually disagree with that point. I will say that it, it it the first thing if you choose to learn to play Android Netrunner and spoiler for the end of the show, you should. It's a fun game. The first thing you need to do is sit down with a glossary and learn the terms because the cards yeah. only use those terms. They never say your discard it pile or your hand. It makes it more immersive. It does. It really does. Um, and I thought that but was bullshit at first, learn. 
but it does it does really it does really kind of pull you in because it forces you to use the terminology of the game um and it it does kind of create a more um immersive social environment where you're talking about you know your grip and r&d and things like that instead of your hand and the corporation's deck or whatever you, you say that but my brain automatically translates it into what it is <laughs> and that's and fine so you know may, yeah. maybe that theme doesn't click with you um and and that's fine um as far as gameplay the the really the biggest the the meat and potatoes of the gameplay is is at least and and i should say that there's been a lot of expansions on the game. It's, it, it ran for several years. It had a, a very big card pool. So consider this kind of like early preliminary uh, broad overview of the game. But a lot of the game right. is centered around cards called ICE. Um, and ICE are defensive programs that the corporation puts up in front of its servers to protect its agendas. And the agendas, again, are what are worth points. So the runner wants the agendas and the corporation wants to protect the agendas. Um and the game is played in turns and the, the the hacker will initiate a run, which is when they say, I want to hack into your this server or that server or whatever server. And then the corporation goes through the process of revealing ICE, which are these these programs that that basically try to stop the hacker. And then it gets down into a smaller game of the hacker trying to break through all the different little defenses on each ICE card. Yeah. Um, and it a lot of the game is 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 very centered around hidden and revealed information so as the corporation you can hide most of the information that that you're putting on the board most of your cards get played face down and so the runner is a lot of the the job of the runner is to kind of poke around at your face down cards and try to find the path of least resistance because as the corporation you're always going to have weak points here and there but because everything's face down the runner doesn't know what you have yeah. They don't know what's a trap. They don't know, like, oh, yeah, I just put this server down, and it might be an agenda. You might want those points. And I put some ice in front of it, but maybe the runner doesn't know that there's no way you can afford to activate that ice. Or maybe it's um, crappy ice, and it's just what you had. So you put it down, and you're thinking maybe they won't run against that because they'll think that there's something there they don't want to run into. Um, I would say, like, my favorite portion about the gameplay itself is knowing how many turns somebody has or how many actions someone has. Yes. Turn. Yes. Because um, that is a very large part. In a corp, I could figure out the strategy of it pretty well. Mm -hmm. But playing a runner, like, I can't. Run playing runners is the hardest for me. Like, runner is, is weird. And if you're learning the game, I, I do recommend starting as the corporation um, because yeah. it, it's a reactive game, right? So the corporation, basically the entire corporation's gameplay loop is I'm going to build these servers and put agendas in them and invest my money in them to score the points and try to protect them. So the runner technically can't win the game by themselves. They, yeah. they, they have to be reactive to the corporation. And one, that creates a really cool gameplay environment where, where from the beginning, I'm having to be reactive to you. Everything that you do, I have to react to, and I have to figure yeah. out the best way to react to it. And you have to try to guess how I'm going to react to it. So it, it creates this neat feedback loop. But that also dovetails into, um, again, like you said, on, on your term, the corporation gets um, uh, uh, three actions and the runner mm -hmm. gets four actions. And it's important to note that the corporation draws a card every turn and that exists only to create a natural timer within the game because the corporation can deck out and that would be bad for them. 
The runner gets four actions, but does not draw a card every turn. And I I am in love with this system of, of card game play because so many card games try to do the magic thing with resources. Here's your resources and you want to accrue resources and you spend these resources, be it mana or crystals or gems or lightning bolts or whatever, whatever the game is. <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> um, and I love the idea of clicks because like you said, you always know how many you're going to have on your turn. Um, there are some things that can damage that, but you you know in general you know how many you're gonna have. Really, you know how many your opponents money gonna is have. Your resources. Your your money is is a resource that you do have to spend. But the thing is, you can always spend it, like uh, let's to compare it directly to magic. A lot of times in in magic, um, especially after you've been playing for a long time, you find yourself in games where it's like. Well, I'm not doing anything for three or four turns. I've got nothing to do. I'm only drawing land, so I'm only drawing resource, but I have nothing to spend it on. I, I need to draw more cards, right. but I can't get a card that makes me draw more cards. So you get in these weird kind of droughts. And there's it's a lot of something to do every turn. Yeah, in Netrunner, there's always something. So if you're like, man, I don't have enough money to pay for anything I have, I can spend a click to get more money. I can spend a click to draw a card. Um you 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 you'll never have a turn ever where you just literally go i don't do anything here your turn <laughs> and as someone that plays a lot of magic that happens a lot in magic a lot of time where you're like i'm flooded out i okay i drew my forest it's your turn like there's there's it, it happens a lot and it happens right. a lot in games that try to mimic that 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 very resource heavy style and they don't give you something so that every single turn you know you can get more money you know you can draw a card you know you can do this stuff and it keeps the momentum of the game it, the, the momentum might slow. You might have turns where you don't do much. You might have a turn where you go, um, I don't have anything. And you just spend all your actions drawing cards and you still don't draw anything you need, but you still did something. You still got to draw and assess cards. And that's at least some stimulation, you know? Right. Um, and I, I really am in love with that particular aspect of the game's design. Um, I also really, I really do like the, the risk reward type gameplay, which is, the runners basically making bets on where they think they can get in. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, um, you're a huge as I'm pretty sure every episode you've said, I love the, the push your luck. Mechanic. <laughs> I do. I really do. And this is like yeah. the push your luck card game. Um, and, and I, I also like that. And this is a big thing. Cause I've heard Richard Garfield talk a lot in, he, he he's talked a lot about magic and game design because for people that don't know he's done a lot of games he's not just done magic he's done lots and lots of games um lots of card games even um but he's talked a lot about like skill ceilings and and he wants games to be able to be won by luck occasionally and i've and the way he describes it is he's like you should be able to come in and play against a veteran player and you can still get lucky and win and in Netrunner, a lot of the times I've had several games that were over in like two or three turns just because one player got lucky. You know, they happened to run on the right thing. They happened to draw the right cards. And they're just like, I, I guess I just win. <laughs> yeah. Like the first game that you and I played. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and uh, I played a game with my wife and I was uh, and I, I just got a little bit greedy on like my second turn and I lost like right in that moment. And yeah. it's it's nice um, having that luck mechanic where it's like even if you're like man I'm so far behind there's n there's no way this uh, there's nothing I can do there are always these the, you, you, because you That's it's the only way I ran it I won as the runner yeah and be, sure because it's 
mostly hidden information. And the runner, obviously, you're working to reveal as much of the board as you can so you can assess things properly. Um, mm-hmm. But sometimes as the runner, you're like, man, I'm between a rock and a hard place. He's about to win. I, I don't even know where I can get in. I'm just going to run on this thing, I guess. And then you happen to get lucky. You know, you you yeah. you hack into their deck and you draw some cards and you happen to draw agenda cards, which are worth points. And it's it's just... It, it, I love the feedback loop that the gameplay creates. You're always doing something. You're always planning something. That You never have turns where you're like, I'm just waiting on my such and such, which happens in a lot of card games. You're like, I'm just waiting on my big giant creature or my big whatever or my big combo piece. It's it's You still have things to do. It's And even if they're little maintenance-y things, it's still, it's nice. It's it's really nice. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention the expansion cycle of Android Netrunner. Uh, it is the standard Fantasy Flight expansion cycle, which is um, here's a big box and then here's a bunch of little boxes. Um, and in this, in in Net, Net, Netrunner, they call them uh, deluxe expansions. And you have data packs are the little 60 card packs in between. Um, and a cycle is six cards or, or six data packs. So they'll be like, oh, this is the spin cycle. It's these six data packs and this one big deluxe expansion. And what I like about it is that the the cycles and expansions operated by theme and often by faction. So compared to something like the Lord of the Rings card game. In the Lord of the Rings card game, if you want to buy this adventure pack, you have to own the deluxe expansion that goes along with it, right? So you got to have mm-hmm. the core game, and then you got to have the deluxe expansion, and then you can buy packs that go with that deluxe expansion. It all chains into one big purchasing extravaganza. That's irritating. <laughs> it is. It's annoying. But it makes sense for Lord of the Rings because you're playing through um, pre-written adventures, you know? So right. it's like, well, okay, I see you kind of got to build on things. Um, it doesn't make sense for your wallet because it's expensive. <laughs> um, Netrunner, you could really just kind of buy whatever packs had the cards or the factions you cared about because there was no real reliance on big box expansions or on certain data packs or whatever. So you don't have to buy them in order. Um, And what that means is that one, uh, a lot of it is still available, even though we're going to talk about how it's no longer being made. Um, (laughs) And there is the small downside of two. uh, Some of them are a lot more expensive than other ones. Yeah. Um, later on in the game's life cycle, they created a draft format, um, and they also created a legacy-style campaign expansion uh, that was like you played through an actual narrative campaign cooperatively. Uh, so yeah. they, got, they got a little weird with it near the end, but uh, uh, most of the game was just, here's more cards, keep playing, there's more cards, and they'd have them based on th- themes, you know. Uh, the game was discontinued in October of 2019, very shortly after releasing a revised core set. Um, so Fantasy Flight was kind of set up to, you know, revamp the game. Because at this point, they had gotten kind of late into the game's uh, life. It had been around for several years. They had started uh, what's called rotation, where certain data packs would cycle out, but the core sets would always stay legal. Okay. And they were get, the game was getting kind of unbalanced, uh, allegedly. I, I wasn't playing in that era, and I wasn't playing competitively, so I can only go by what I read. But a lot of people are like, yeah, it got pretty imbalanced. And Fantasy Flight seemed poised to like, hey, we need to revive, revise core set. Let's revise all of our products. Let's, let's keep this going. And then all yeah. of a sudden, they're like, oh, never mind. It's canceled. The whole game's done. It's gone. <laughs> and... For, I cannot find any definitive information about why it was canceled. 
And people that were into Netrunner at the time were like, something got fucked up because this was out of nowhere. Like, they just did a revised course set. They were moving forward with the game. They were, everyone was excited about the game and buying the game. And and they just were like, nope. And yeah, It the, seems weird that they would revise it and then immediately cancel it. Well, the word on the street is that um, they had to license Netrunner, the property, from uh, Wizards of the Coast. Uh, at the, By this point, Hasbro. Um and that licensing deal apparently came up for renewal and they could not come to an agreement on terms, which okay. usually means that Hasbro said, hey, we want much more money this time because it's popular. And then yeah. Fantasy Flight went, no, and they had to cancel it, um, yeah. which is is uh, pretty unfortunate. They, they couldn't continue to release the game. <clears throat> yeah. Um, as, as far as like issues with the game, my biggest issue is really all around uh, the fact that it's hard to get your hands on. Um, the, but the, also easy to play <laughs> online. It is. It is. And we'll talk about where, where the game stands now and, and where it's going to be probably moving forward. Um, but I don't know that I've played enough gameplay-wise to really critique the game i would say my only real criticism would be like you said uh, you do kind of have to learn the terminology of the game the, the game's vocabulary i do think it helps it after a fashion but i can see someone being like why do i have to call it my grip and then i'm gonna be right. like well because the card calls it your grip so when you draw a card that's like blah 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 your grip and you go the fuck is a grip no, then I took that's... all the cards and I renamed everything. Yep, yeah. <laughs> just sharpie them out. <laughs> um, I I, uh, I I don't love the way they did deck building. Um, moving cards in and out of faction, you have like kind of a point system. Um, mm. It's not as free as something like Magic, where it's like just mash whatever you want together, and even if you can't technically cards, technically you could put sixty forests and call it a deck. Like it won't do anything, but you can do it. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> I understand like why they did it the yeah. way they did, and it was it was for balancing issues and stuff. But um, I, I still would like to see a little more a little more open on the deck building front. Uh, it it feels um, like you kind of have to really understand the game to build a deck, um, yeah. you know. But I guess that's probably true of a lot of card games that you have to understand the game to build a deck. Well, <laughs> what was like your? I guess you've kind of already gone into your first impressions. Yeah, I mean, we already did our first impressions. Um, double impressions. This time around, I'm I'm. I'm really enjoying the game. I'm enjoying the game um, to a degree that's frustrating me um, because whenever you go no up else to will play with you, oh. yeah. Well, when you when you go up to someone and you're like, "Hey, do you want to play a game?" and they're like, "What game?" and you're like, "Well, it's this old Fantasy Flight Living Card game that was discontinued several years ago, and we played on this one weird website." And they're like, "Can't can't we just play Magic, Justin? You convinced us all to buy all these Magic cards. Can can we do that instead?" And I'm like, "No, but this one's really fun too." And they're like. But we don't want to do that. You know? my, my problem is I've uh, when we play Magic online, I I know what time it is, <laughs> and I I will say that that is probably a a, a p potential negative aspect about this game mm -hmm. is you do get so into your the because it's a constant thinking of your strategy. Whereas yeah. Magic, it's like, oh yeah, I know what this card is. Play this card. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna sit here for, like you said for three turns and not yeah. do anything. But with this game, it's constantly like you have to know what's happening on the board. You have to remember what you played. You have to remember what's in your hand. Yeah. There's a lot and of so, bookkeeping, I guess. So like we played like three games, and you're like, you want to play again? And I'm like, no, it's been like three hours. I gotta go to bed, <laughs> man. Like, 
<laughs> I forgot what time it was, and now yeah. I'm late late for bed. I mean, I imagine as as familiarity moves along, and also in person, Maybe. a lot of it is we're we're playing online, and it's sometimes right. it's just it's it's learning a card game virtually is hard. Well, that feels like it'd be. Be- I have a I have a clock on my computer in the top right hand <laughs> corner or top or bottom I mean, right I, corner. I think what you're trying constantly. to say is that the game was so good, you just got so into it that you weren't paying right. attention. Right, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like thing. I'm engrossed in the game, but right. it's also that would be quote you know a bad thing is that you're like oh I lo- you lose track of time because of how fun it is. I feel like a lot of it is that's we, a bad. You thing. know, we play magic the same way that people might play like darts at a bar you know right it's we like oh there's my turn and then you sit and, there and talk yeah. and listen to music and hang out and you're like oh it's my turn again and so it's yeah. like as as just like a chilling out type of game mm, it's, i guess it's, yeah it's not uh, it's not really like a hangout and when also, we're talking during that game we're talking about the game not about right. other stuff which i like but you do have to be in that game that game mood you know um right. i will say uh I, I did forget about this but as far as um criticisms due to the nature of the game's design it is only 1v1 exclusively right. you you can't do because it's there's sides you're yeah. on this side and they're on that side you can't if there's do... somehow another runner it's like hey guys since i've enjoyed the game and then you just overrun the yeah corporation like i mean the uh, yeah you, I, could, I... you could have four people playing two games simultaneously next to each other you could have like one person playing two different corporations against two people playing two different so. runners yeah. you know like not on the website that we play but <laughs> no um but uh yeah I, I mean my negatives are few uh the game like you said it is it is it, it gets really intense real fast um and and i i also lose track of time playing this one um which, i mean yeah for what i like i mean the game feels balanced for the most part except for the first game that i played with justin where he won instant like turn <laughs> for, two for people that know netrunner what happened was i had that card that whenever i run the corporation's hq i get to draw two extra cards and I have so I, so I if I successfully hacked into three. your into your deck, I got to draw three cards, and I did successfully hack into your deck, and I happened to draw three agendas worth a lot of points, and I yeah, won, and won very fast. No, I think I, I had those, and then I won like the next turn on when I got yeah, one. Yeah, it more was thing. still it was still too quick. <clears throat> it was way fast. Um, other than that, it was and, and it's also like just a a different. In kind of as we explained, it's it's a different kind of fun than Magic the Gathering or, or like DC deck builder or well, other. I, games I think that I if 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 you're but, if you're like if you didn't know how to play Magic or Netrunner, it'd probably be the same level of intensity and thought. If you if, if like you and I didn't know how to play either game and we just came into it cold, I think a lot of it's just we've just played Magic for years. And you I don't would have say to this, think very hard. This game is fun, but it's never gonna. It's not gonna replace Magic or or other card games that I love. But it definitely is something that I, I you know, am, am wholeheartedly welcome to it to adding to my rotation. I think it's. Um, I, I don't think anything can replace Magic for me because then I have to suddenly go. What do I do with this many thousands of dollars worth of cards I have? Give it to your friend Justo. Um. So I, I, I don't think anything <laughs> will because I do love Magic and I do think it's a wonderful game. Um. But I also love Netrunner. I think it's a wonderful game and I'm very excited to explore more of it. Yeah. Um. And a lot of it is just it's this thing where like if someone goes oh I play card games then basically they're they're saying I play Magic and sometimes other card games and it's nice to have that common denominator where if someone goes oh you like card games do you have a Magic deck let's play cool. 
Um, yeah. It's less likely that you're going to be like, hey, do you happen to play a uh, many years ago this canceled Fantasy Flight Living game? card game uh, and have two decks? Because when you play the game, you really need to have two different decks, Corporation and Do Runner. I ever come look at my <laughs> trunk? And then they push you in their trunk and they close it on you and they They're drive like, you out. I just didn't want to play card games with that guy. He sounded annoying. <laughs> I just drove my car off a cliff. Hope he's okay. <laughs> do you still want to play Net Runner? There's a lot of water in here. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, tell us about the the future. The okay, future so after Netrunner was canceled, uh, Nisei, uh, which stands for the Next Runner International Support and Expansion Initiative, which is N I S E I, and you can go to their website nisei.net, um, yep. was a group of fans that have continued to make new cards and expansions to the game since its discontinuation. Uh, and for anybody that is kind of into card games in a general sense, we've seen this kind of stuff before. A lot of card games have been canceled and have had fan continuations. The Star Trek card game was famously canceled like a decade ago, and it's had like 50 expansions since then. <laughs> so oh, weird. It's it's not that unheard of in the card game space. Um, originally, the cards they were making were available at print-on-demand services. Um, well, not originally. Still, I don't know why I said originally. They they they've made the they've so far made two expansions. Uh, they're full sized deluxe expansions. You can buy them on their print on demand services. You can also just print them out and proxy them up yourself. There's a nice website called Proxy Nexus um, that you can just go. Hey, I want all of this these cards from this expansion, and then you you just print it out, cut it out, stick it in front of magic cards in sleeves, and there you go. You've oh, got nice. Netrunner cards. Um, okay. And they, they've removed all instances of Fantasy Flight's own card art for legal purposes, both the fronts and the backs. Um, and they also released a, a previously a digital-only core set. So they made their own core set. And they're working on a new core set in quarter one of 2021 that's going to be released print-on-demand. Um, the reason they didn't release their previous core set that they made digitally is because they weren't. it wasn't all their card designs, I believe. Okay. And they didn't want to release anything that was Fancy Flight's intellectual property. Um, <clears throat> and for people out there going, hey, wait a minute. They might change the art and the copyrights, but technically isn't this game still designed and made by Fantasy Flight? And that is true. Um, but from what I understand about tabletop games is you cannot um, copyright a tabletop game's gameplay. Hmm. And if I'm wrong about that, let me know, because that would if, if I am wrong, that means that Fantasy Flight has basically just given their blessing and allowed this to continue. <laughs> They're just um, like, we don't care. Um, which which I've also I have heard people mention casually that like, oh, yeah, some of the guys at Fantasy Flight know about it. And they, they're like, good, keep they doing it. They have to know about it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Um, but as it stands, as far as official Netrunner stuff, uh, there's no current word on the continuation of Android Netrunner from Fantasy Flight or Hasbro. I can't imagine a world where that happens. Um, yeah. Because for people who don't play video games, Cyberpunk has a new video game coming out um, made by CD Projekt Red. It's Cyberpunk 2077. Um, and that is using the Cyberpunk license. And that license now is worth more than it probably has ever been in the history of Cyberpunk with yeah. the game coming out now. And I cannot imagine that uh, Asmodee, who's now F uh, FFG's owner, would pay that kind of money whenever they're well, already now, shuddering tons of Fantasy Flight stuff. Well, now with you saying that the actual gameplay wouldn't be copyrighted, then it could technically be in the 
game in the Cyberpunk 2077. It could, but I think they're going to run into different legal grounds because they did have a licensing deal that they might be in in breach of. I mean, at the end of the day, we just don't know all of the legal stuff. Um, I yeah. I can personally guarantee that Android Netrunner will not exist in Cyberpunk 2077. All right. Um, first of all, guarantee. you heard it here, folks. First, folks. <laughs> first of all, because uh, Fantasy Flight. Um, um, and and Hasbro like th- th- something has gotten weird with that contract. But additionally, again, Android Netrunner designed from the ground up to not be in the Cyberpunk universe. So the best they could do would be the original card game, which I can't imagine they want to update themselves because it's Hasbro. They don't they don't do shit like well, that. Hasbro they just... wouldn't update it. It would be <clears throat> CD Projekt Red that would have to update it. Yeah. Um, so I, I just don't, I just, I really don't see a world where that happens. They have announced a new cyberpunk card game and it's just like a little $10 sold at target, um, goofy little like flux style card game Uh, that you could get that has pictures of the video game on it. Oh boy. (laughs) But that, that said, um, Android Netrunner is still alive and well. Um, many of the official expansions and data packs are still available and the continued efforts of Nisei mean that there are active tournaments, there's players, there's content for the game. There's a website, jinteki.net, and it's a great way to play the game. Um, Andrew and I play on Jinteki. It's fun. It's free. Uh, it's a good time. And and yep. um, with... There's also a lot of... Uh, we forgot to mention the Steam... Uh, tabletop simulator. There's a tabletop, tabletop simulator. simulator. It's a little dated, um, but it has the original cores if you want to learn in tabletop simulator, which is, is how I recommend to learn it because you can just move stuff wherever you want and, and kind of, yeah. you don't have to learn an interface. It was pretty um, easy once we got the hang of it. But uh, right now, what Nisei wants to do is the, the issue getting into the game right now is like, well, what do I buy? And the answer is, well, kind of a weird mixture of official and unofficial stuff. But they're coming out with a set called System Gateway. It's going to be out. I believe it's. They said quarter one. It was going to be December. It's been pushed because COVID. Um, and System Gateway is in theory that's the new player product because they, they've been supporting the game. But now they're like, hey, this is for new people that want to get into it. System Gateway is where you get your foot in the door. You don't need anything else. You can get it. You can play. You can have fun. Would, um, would you ever purchase any of the print? Uh, on demand stuff i am going to purchase all of the print on demand stuff oh no Uh, i own one cycle one big box expansion and three core sets right now oh geez um and well i i I had my my box and then i wanted to buy some stuff and then i just bought a collection that i found on ebay so that's that's everything that came in it was two core sets um creation and control and the entire genesis cycle um and so I definitely am going to be buying the print-on-demand uh, Nisei stuff because I sleeve all my cards anyway, and I like the game, and I'm excited about the new stuff they're doing. Uh, and, and by all accounts, um, I'm in a Netrunner Discord, and they they hang out, and a lot of people talk about like assessing, like, hey, how is Nisei's output in the game and their design in the game compared to Fantasy Flight? And a lot of people have been saying that they've been really safe which I think is a good thing. They're not getting crazy with the design. They're keeping it safe and flat and level to get new people in the door. And then yeah. once that happens, then they can go, here's the weird stuff. Let's get weird with it now. Right. Um, the expansions are all but I'm, stuff. I'm very excited for System Gateway, uh, and and it's going to be a good time. And System Well, where, where can you buy this game besides what we've already <laughs> talked about? 
If Can you he, buy it on eBay for hundreds of dollars? If you just want to play... Now, here's the thing. Um, when the revised core set came out, the original core set uh, was deprecated because everyone said, don't get the original, get the revised. It's way better. So the original core set can still be had for very cheap, like close to retail, if not less, like 30 bucks. The revised okay. core set, because it was announced and out for a little bit, and then they went, oh, never mind, game's canceled. Uh, the revised <laughs> core set is expensive. If you just want to play with a friend, buy the original core. It's dirt cheap. Or just wait for System Gateway here in a, a couple months. Um, it's it's cheap. It's fun. There's a lot of different gameplay options. It's got every faction in the original core set. I've I've been playing it and enjoying it. Andrew and I, everything we've played has been out of the original core set. We've yet to touch yeah. anything except the original core. Um, if you're a tournament player and you're the kind of guy that goes, yeah, I or, or gal that goes, yeah, I like card games, but I want to get into them competitively, uh, then I would say join the green level clearance discord and choose, figure out what's going on in the meta to determine what to buy. Um, because really at the end of the day, you can go to proxy nexus and print up everything that's ever been made for the game for the cost of ink and paper and sleeve it in front of some magic cards. And you can play the game that way, or you can just go learn it on tabletop simulator and play on Gentechi. So if, if you're like, I want it physical and I just want to play with friends, original core system gateway. If you want to do the competitive thing, because that's you join the discord, see what's going on there and see what they recommend. If you're like, I want to play it, but I don't want to spend any money, then print and play or tabletop simulator are both very or good Gen options. Techie. Yeah, I, 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 what I would recommend is if you want to go the free route, or you just want to go the COVID safe route, um, learn the game on tabletop simulator, and then once you've done that, go learn Gentechi because the interface is a little weird. It takes a little bit of getting used to, um, and learning the game and the Gentechi interface at the same time seems a little daunting. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, basically I recommend any of it, get any of it, get what's affordable, get what you can afford yeah. and what you feel like investing in, uh, because it's anything from free to a bajillion dollars. And, and if it, it's free, it's fun. And every stop along the way is a good option. I mean, honestly, not a hundred percent true, but in this case, if it's, it's free and it's fun. Yeah, I think like getting punched in the face is free. Like nobody, it depends. Sometimes <laughs> you have to pay for it. Anyway. Yes. Play Netrunner. It's fun. Well, cool. Uh, well, thank you, Justin, for coming on the show and gushing about this game that you wanted to gush about for a very long time, and I'm glad you have an outlet for it. <laughs> I've got more. Uh, Wait, no, no. Uh, we're we're yeah, we're about we're about time. So I'm gonna go ahead. No, I really don't it. have more. That was it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely interesting to learn more about the game, and it is a fun game. From the, I think you and I have played it like six times. Maybe. Yeah, I'm six, I'm six, at around. Times. 10 or 15 games and then you and I is about half of that has been us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's been fun in the, the, the runners challenging. I think the corp was just corp is just kind of a easier play and fun. And yep. I, I would also recommend it if you, if you don't mind trying to learn it on tabletop simulator, yep. I would say it's worth it. Yeah. Um, but cool. Well, thank you very much everyone for listening. And as always remember what is best in life board games. It's more games. <laughs>